Welcome to the show of Women's Strength Society. And in today's episode, we are going to speak about how to train in a fat loss phase. Which is an actually quite um, hot topic. Is it? Yeah, I have the feeling that always I'm, always when I'm writing about it, like always when I uh, publish some content mm -hmm. around that topic, it's always very, very popular. Okay. It seems like to be a hot topic. Why, why do you think that is? Um, I think a lot of people are confused how to train in a fat loss phase. Uh -huh. It's like, hmm, I want to lose some weight now. And now what I'm doing with my training, should I switch to light weights, uh, high, high reps? reps. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a very common, it's a very common question. And also the, I think also the mindset shifts from oh now i'm in a deficit and i don't have that much energy mm -hmm. and i can't push that hard and yeah. i need to bring down like volume and intensity and, and maybe the last one would be uh should i only do cardio to burn fat yeah and this is also one yeah. is it is it more effective to do cardio only because yeah. it burns more calories yeah. per hour than strength training. Cool. Okay, so maybe we are just going to start at the beginning, which I'm always a fan of. And the beginning would be just to define what is the goal of training. Mm -hmm. And the goal of training, of strength training, is not to burn calories, but it is to build muscle exactly. or in a fat loss phase then to, to retain um, muscle mass. And uh, if you go into if you go into your training with the mindset of I'm going to use training as a mean to lose body fat, then you've already lost. Yeah, and I and we see it actually quite a lot with people that have like no um, no experience with mm -hmm. like strength training, yeah. also that are coming to us for like personal training or stuff like that. That they think like, hey, now it's the time in this session I need to sweat a lot. Um, I need to burn a lot of calories. And then when they look up, maybe on their smartwatch, mm -hmm. um, how, how much, um, how many calories they have burned, then they are like quite disappointed. Yeah, because it's not that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is, that, <clears throat> why is that a problem? Why is that a problem? Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Why is that a problem? Yeah, why is that a problem to focus only or like uh, mainly on how many calories you burn Uh, with your training during a fat loss phase because that's like the training is not there to burn the calories yeah. the training is there to retain the muscle mass uh -huh. in the deficit and we want to create the deficit through the nutrition yeah so this is like the nutrition part is there to bring the body fat down yeah um, and the training is there to build up the muscle mass. So that's one reason. And then the other reason is also because when you focus on, on how much calories you burned during your training, if, if this is a metric you are tracking, mm -hmm. then you are going to be <clears throat> motivated to, um, to burn more calories. Yeah, exactly. Your training. Sorry. <clears throat> and uh, if you burn a lot of calories during your training, It does one. It doesn't mean that you've done a very good job at uh, building or maintaining your muscle mass, mm -hmm. because you can do a lot of of stuff that Herpes. is going to have yeah, herpes. Uh, you can skip rest. You can um, add some exercise just to increase 
like the the um, heart rate yeah. and how many calories you burn and it doesn't mean that you you've you really train your muscle that's one thing and then the other thing is um it has a price so when you do this it means that you are going to be fatigued that you are um going to need quite a lot of recovery from mm -hmm. that and especially in the moment where you try to lose body fat and you are eating less then your recovery recovery is not going to be optimal and this is some this is not a, a very good combination yeah. and this is actually what you see when people are doing like in between the sets mm -hmm. they're doing some burpees or air squats or whatever yeah. that's what people do like they don't take the rest uh -huh. between the back squats they are doing um but they are doing then some fancy fancy stuff fancy stuff between. just to be like yeah keep on moving yeah and burning burning those yeah calories. and these people are i think for sure watching how many calories they yeah. burn through uh, the training session. okay so first first thing is you don't want to use your training as a mean to burn calories in order to lose fat that's first basic step then the second one is you should not um You should not do extra stuff during your training to burn more um, in between in between sets yeah. or add more stuff to your training so that you burn more calories. Or that you feel like more exhausted. Yeah. I think also people are adding more and more sets. So that it can, they feel a bit tired. Yeah. They're and then, like, yeah. now, well, more exercises yeah. even. More exercises, more sets. Okay, so now we are going to speak about what you should do <laughs> during your fat loss phase. Yeah. Or, yeah. So what what uh, what would be like the main um, your your first approach? Pretty simple. Yeah. Straightforward. <laughs> keep the training the same. Okay. So you want to keep the you want to keep uh, the training the same. You will train the same if you are like um, in a hypertrophy phase. You want to build muscle. Or if you are in a fat loss phase and you want to lose body fat. And I think not only your training needs to stay the same, but also your mindset, like how you approach your training mm -hmm. session, how you're going into the training session. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to um, think or have the mindset of someone who is well fed mm -hmm. and who can push in the gym. Yeah, and wants to build muscle. And wants to build muscle. You should go into the session with the goal to build muscle. Is that something that's possible in a fat loss phase to still build muscle or is that something that's not possible? Possible for someone who um, is new to training, mm -hmm. pretty new newbie um, or who is getting back to training, mm -hmm. could do like a body recomposition phase yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Someone who uses uh, performance enhancing drugs, it's also yes. a context where, where something like this is possible. Yeah. And... Uh, I also think that it's possible to, um, I have a, st a story. <laughs> so there, there was one study that was done where people, um, received placebos. Oh, yeah. Both of them, mm -hmm. both, both of the groups. And, uh, one group, they were told this is a placebo. And then the other group, they were told this is, um, anabolica, like, um, steroids. And the group that received the um, placebo, the placebo, no, both both group got the the placebo, but the the one who was told that they got the the placebo um, had an increase in strength that was um, two to three times lower 
than the group that was Thought. sold. Uh, it was a storage what they were what they were given, and um, yeah. So the point here is just like how po- powerful your your mind yeah. is and your beliefs are. So if you go into the gym with the mindset, also in a fat loss phase, also with the mindset of I am going to build muscle in that phase. Maybe you are not going to build like a lot of muscle. Um, but you are definitely going to, uh, to be better off than expecting in that phase to uh, not be able to retain your muscle. Yeah, to lose muscle or to get uh, weaker. Also, because yeah. I see it with a lot of, um, with a lot of clients that are going, um, into a cutting phase. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had like one story was two, two, two weeks ago, I think. Um, a woman started her cutting phase and after the first or second week, like in the cut, she was like, ah, oh, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm, I'm not, noticing a bit like getting a bit weaker and stuff like that. And oh. I was like, that, that's really bullshit because that's, um, hundred percent just made up yeah. in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. If you have done a long building phase before and you have eaten a lot of food and you still have somebody fat and you're not super super shredded already um you shouldn't get weaker like in the in the in second and the yeah. first weeks yeah of, of, the, of, of the your diet. cut yeah. and it was very important uh for her to get the message from me and the mm-hmm. um <laughs> the hint like uh-huh. hey you need to you need to think like you're in a building phase and you have enough energy to go through your through your sets yeah. and through your training session um yeah that's a very very uh important point you're you're talking about right now is uh so at some point it's going to be it's going to be very difficult mm-hmm. um to keep up with the strength and to be able to have like the same performance as when you are when you are in a calorie surplus but this is something that happens after a really a, a long long diet yeah long means like i don't know 16 20 weeks yeah 24 weeks that's almost six months of diet and it's at the point where you really start to uh, to get super super lean and where the energy availability of your or your food is just insufficient and you have almost no reserve on your body yeah anymore have, at, at have that you, point it's it's difficult have but. you experienced that Like very, that, that it was like very clear that going through the cut made you weaker. Um, there were some specific things that I noticed as far as the, the lift goes. Mm-hmm. And for example, for me, the, the grip strength goes, um, go, it's something that I noticed. Yeah. And it just goes away. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird because, um, The strength, like for, for an RDL, my strength stayed pretty much the same during the whole diet phase. But I could notice that, um, when I was not using the strap, then with 80 or 90 kilo, it was already super mm-hmm. heavy for me. Whereas in a, in a, in a phase where I have more energy availability, then I can hold like 100, 110 kilos. Yeah. Um, with, with almost no problem. And this is something that I notice very, um, acutely. Yeah. And then the other thing is also, uh, bench press is definitely something that I notice. And, um, at the beginning, it's more so the, um, 
um, endurance mm -hmm. Going during the set. the set. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the the strength stays the same, and I really have to fight more for the last few reps. And then after a long, yeah, at the end of the diet phase, then it's also like the, the, the strength that was uh, going a bit down. Last yeah. time I, um, I went through a diet, but um, this is the perfect tra transition for our next point. Then how um, should we adapt the training um, in, a, in a fat loss phase if we need to adapt it? So we want to go into it, uh, keep it very simple, mm -hmm. straightforward, and basically the same as it was before mm -hmm. with the intention of, of still building muscle. At some point, are there any um, modification that you, you might do to a, um, to a training plan? Because it's a, it's in a cutting phase and you see that something's happening with the, with the clients. Maybe that the that the recovery is going down, mm -hmm. or that yeah. someone is losing strength. Okay, never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Okay, <laughs> that's no. great. Who who lost strength? Do you remember a client uh, that really no. significant significantly lost strength during a cut? No, because also I think that most of our clients are not super advanced. Yeah, and then it means that they still have a lot of, of capacity of capacity for yeah. uh, growth and yeah. gains and improvement and, that and are also a lot uh, neurological. Yeah, yeah, and it's also the same for me because in my in my cutting phases, I never lost strength mm -hmm. because I'm not at a very very high top level yeah. performance, you know. And also because your diets were super well managed. You had very good sleep, and I have and I have a mindset of like yeah. I'm pushing through. Yeah, I am like I'm a beast, which is very very strong in that moment. Yeah, yeah. that is very strong in that moment. Yeah, but other than that, if I'm seeing that someone is um, not performing well, um, we can do different kind of things, like bringing bringing the volume a bit down, mm -hmm. keeping the intensity up yeah stuff like that so what so, what what i like to do and i'm going to do in my next um cutting phase yeah. is focus more on the on the range rep range where um like lower rep range mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be more around like six to eight reps because you you need less energy during your sets for for this you mm -hmm. don't you don't you don't need as much um glycogen um stuff, reserve yeah in your muscles uh, but you you still get the benefit of having a very high mechanical tension on your mus muscles mm -hmm. because the weight is going to be a bit higher and also because um it's going to help have the the neuro neurological gains during that phase that um you can still you can still develop um quite well in a cutting phase and this is this is a switch that I'm going to make for myself in the in the in the next cutting phase. Mm -hmm. And what do you commonly do for clients? It really depends how they are progressing. Yeah. Um, but because we also have some women who are like progressing super well in the in yeah. the deficit yeah. still. Yeah. Because they have so much more potential that and they haven't like exhausted even before, and then they have it still in the cutting phase. And also, what I think is. 
because they see more changes yeah. um, in their bodies, then they start to believe more that they that they can that they can perform, that they are great, that they they have that power, they're doing the right things, that they are doing the right things. So they are very bought in into the yeah. process. And they go into the session with the mindset of, wow, this is so great. I'm just going to keep like, yeah, yeah. yeah pulling everything out, um, what I can from, from the training session. Yeah. But, um, what I would, what I would be mindful of is definitely, um, stuff that is very metabolically demanding. Yeah. So, um, superset for the same muscle group, for mm -hmm. example. Uh, so that would be, uh, you do a squat and then directly afterwards you do a leg extension. This is something that, um, I would be cautious. And again, so it, it, it may be that some people respond super, super well to it. Um, others not. <laughs> so if, if I see that the sleep, that the digestion, that the drive and motivation to train goes steeply down, down. Yeah. um after we we've done a few of the sessions then then i'm going to um to change that definitely yeah. and would you still do um lower like low rep ranges like below six would you that do in a in a in a cutting phase too like strength work strength-based work more um i think it depends on the exercise as well yeah um this is definitely something that i would do on exercises that are very taxing for your nervous system would do i would, wouldn't I, i would i would reduce the, the number of reps Uh -huh. So I would prefer uh, a lower rep scheme for like RDS or deadlifts, yeah. maybe even for for the squats, just because the fatigue from those um, from those exercises are going to be a bit higher, and you don't have as much uh, energy available in your in your nutrition. Yeah. In that case, so this is something that I would I would. Um, keep in check yeah but again like if somebody responds well to it then then we are going to to push that there was um one client that um that responded super well to a higher volume in in her cutting phase and then this is just what we did yeah <laughs> so it was 12 to 15 reps yeah. for for big big movements yeah and we started with uh, um less set at the beginning of the training cycle and then we ended uh, with a bit higher um sets at the end yeah and uh it was what was needed uh, she responded super well to it so this is what we did yeah And it's cool to see that um, not every client is the same mm -hmm. and that we, when you're coaching clients that um, the trial and error doesn't end. Like there is yeah. not one perfect training program yeah. that you can um, go through when you are in a fat loss phase and like this is the fat loss phase training program everyone needs to do. Um, it's more finding the right... Um, the I right... What? Com combination the right combination of the yeah. of the different like training um variables yeah and then monitoring the the recovery of the person there's there's one thing though that um we do in a fat loss phase is to add some cardios at yeah. some point 
and steps. Yeah, and steps. So maybe you can you can tell us a bit about that. More cardio and steps. Yeah, more cardio and stuff. Yeah, we definitely have seen that steps play a huge role in mm-hmm. the in the progress, in the like rate of loss. Yeah. Um, weekly rate of loss of, of the clients, um, like 10,000 steps is, uh, like the, the first benchmark we mm-hmm. start with. Um, but we see also that at like 12, 12,000 reps, around 12,000 <laughs> steps, steps, <laughs> 12,000 reps. Ooh. Reps is a bit too much. Steps. H- high reps, low load. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. High reps, low load. Um, 12,000 steps. Um, that it's working even better. Yeah. And then there is a point where it's going the other, like the opposite direction. And it's like 16,000 reps for some people can be like too much. Steps. Steps. <laughs> Again. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. I'm thinking about uh, reps all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. So 15,000 steps. Steps. Yeah. Sorry. And I have uh, experienced that uh, on my own. When uh-huh. I had my last um, dieting phase, yeah. I increased my steps. Like not on, it was not on purpose. It mm-hmm. was like one day where I, where we walked like a lot and I had like 16,000 steps mm-hmm. in. And the other day I was so fucking hung- mm-hmm. hungry. Like all of the time I couldn't like manage my hunger pretty well mm-hmm. um, with all the, the, the meals I had and like how I put more volume in my foods and stuff like that and, and drink more water. But, um, I really experienced doing more steps, like more than maybe needed yeah. um, to drive results was, uh, was too much. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like having some cravings, more hunger than, and I was like, why I'm so hungry. Like the training is the same. Everything is uh-huh. the same. And then I realized, Hey, I did a lot more steps. This is interesting because this is also something that's um, individual. Yeah. And for me, I remember to have the same kind of experience um, as you just described when I was uh, when I was approaching twenty thousand steps a day. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. me, this was just too much. With fifteen, it was it was actually quite good because I had a very good rate of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe next time it's going to be I'm going to go a bit more um, defensively about it. But it also really helped to reduce my hunger. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I think it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit higher. I, it may be because I have. Uh, big path of endurance sports training with uh, with the swimming yeah um in my in my earlier life uh but but this is something that makes a big difference so uh in a fat loss phase then really uh try to have this emphasis on doing the steps every day and sure it helps when you do like um it also works when you do it across the whole week and your average is around 10,000 steps. But it's not the same. But it's not the same. And what we really observe is that um, people that are super consistent with the steps on a daily basis, they just have a better um, rate of loss and everything Ah. runs a a bit better, a bit differently. And then the last thing that we also do is is the cardio. Added cardio. Yeah. Yeah. So also dependent on the client. Uh, I mean, we also always need to take into consideration how much time does the person, um, have for the steps. You can really, uh, put a a treadmill under your desk. Mm -hmm. 
we have a lot of women like that that are having maybe business meetings and they have this uh, treadmill under the desk yeah. and uh, one is already called by her colleagues like penguin like a penguin because she's like always like walking like this during the zoom calls during the zoom calls <laughs> but she's like hey i'm I I, i'm fine with that i'm i'm doing my 15000 steps there yeah during my work day um which is pretty great yeah. and then for the cardio we need to we need to see how much how much time is left but we prefer to have it on a different day mm -hmm. than the training than the strength training yeah and then we most of the time start with like 20 minutes 30 minutes it's like and it's light cardio it's not light, light cardio low intensity steady state yeah. cardio most of the time on the treadmill maybe with a bit of an incline mm -hmm. Or on the bike, we yeah. have an air bike here. Um, but yeah, something where you can move your body. Yeah, and this is something that might increase uh, during the during the cut, during the fat loss phase. But um, but it doesn't have to. Yeah, it always depends on the prog progress. What is um, what is uh, sure. I don't like to use that word, but um, what is pretty certain is is that we try to really keep um, cardio and um, and uh, strength training separated because people do also a lot of um, um, circuit training. Yeah, and so you have you are actually strength training, but you also have like a very high demand on your cardiovascular yeah. system, and you do burn more calories when you do it, but it's most of the time not so great for the strength training part, and it's also not that great for the cardio part. Yeah, it's like something in between. Yeah, you don't get the best out of your cardio and you also don't get the best out of your strength training session so yeah. we want to keep that separated separated and this is something that we might do when uh for example we are a bit short on time or mm -hmm. like people are a bit short on time but uh, in an ideal world we want to keep them separated exactly yeah so do you take have away. anything left to add <laughs> <laughs> takeaway the takeaway um train as you are eating enough calories and you're not in a deficit yeah. um don't watch calories burned from your like strength training sessions yeah use your nutrition to uh, to create the deficit not the exactly not the training uh watch your steps and add cardio if needed on top but mm -hmm. the strength training should um, be the priority here during the fat loss phase if you really want to transform your body and have a different look and uh, as Yannick said um, use the nutrition to create the deficit yeah so we just give away basically like how to coach yourself how to coach yourself in the fat loss phase free content for you so um, share if it you, if you enjoyed it and found it helpful then um, please subscribe uh, leave a review share it with your friends that also want to lose weight and get in shape and uh, if you if you did find find it helpful then uh, please also leave us a comment or ask questions um, yeah. give us feedback give we us want feedback. to know oh. <laughs> yeah that being said have fun with it and till next time bye bye